Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sold his soul for rock and roll, but nobody was buying. You're an embarrassment. You're out. Maybe it's time to give up those dreams. Don't you miss rocking out? You're not a teacher, Ned. You're the cross-dressing incubus from Maggot Death. Dewey, I'm not a satanic sex god anymore. I'm a sub, and soon I'll be a certified teacher. I'm the principal here at Horace Green Prep, and we need somebody to start immediately. Hmm, so how much are we talking here? $6.50 a week. Hello, this is Ned Schneebly. Hey there, and welcome to Rewatchability, part of the Entertainment One Podcast Network. This is a podcast where we rewatch old movies and TV shows to see how they hold up over time. My name is Blaine Waters, and with me as always is... Something <laughs> like your Jack Black kind of thing going on? It's like my rock and roll kind of thing, Blaine. <laughs> All right. And then we we have uh, over, over here. Oh, my God. That was the worst name. introduction. No, I wanted you to say your name. Oh. But, uh, Did you want me to sing my name? <laughs> you, you don't have to give it as much gusto as Rob did, but... J.M. McNabb. Okay. That was... I'm more of, a, paltry. more of a Mike White <laughs> character. Uh, J.M. McNabb. Those are the two uh, contrasts, a Jack Black or a Mike White. <laughs> it's a very psychological. All of these characters are analogs for parts of our personality. <laughs> Sarah Silverman. She's somewhere in the middle. Mm. <laughs> like silver's kind of grayish between black and white. Okay. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah there okay. you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, we have a special guest joining us, uh, one of my best friends, uh, Alex Bien. Hey. Hello. Welcome. Hello, hello! Uh, thanks for joining us, man. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, I, you're, you're, you're like a music teacher. Well, I, okay. you were a music teacher. I still teach a little bit on the what side. Happened? Yeah. <laughs> well, I used to teach full time. Did and... they find out that you were teaching kids about rock and roll? And... <laughs> okay, yeah. let's clarify one thing. His roommate is a teacher. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we should say that we're talking about school of rock too. If you didn't see that on the uh, on the heading on this on podcast, your Zune. <laughs> yeah, on your Zune. On. yeah, if you didn't write that on the CD, you burned this on. That's how I listen to all my classic rock music now. <laughs> Good. Uh, but you used to teach music. Yeah, I used to teach and then I abducted a bunch of kids on a bus. No, no, that didn't happen. I, uh, oh, Jesus. Good. Good. I, uh, yeah, I used to teach. I actually taught uh, in a school. It wasn't a school of rock, but it was okay. a rock school with a K. <laughs> no. yeah. Well, rock 
Oh, school with a K. Yeah, yeah. I was okay. like, yeah. yeah. I know Rock Two already K's has in a room. <laughs> I mean, that's, it's a bad sign if your school can't spell school. That's a yeah. red flag. I mean, there was one dad in particular who was really concerned about practicing, you know, before doing the math homework. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I taught. I used to teach full time and I just – I found it soul sucking. Is Whoa. that a thing to say wow. about being a music teacher? Wait, these children didn't inspire you. Didn't like help you get your life <laughs> they together. Didn't, they didn't reach uh, in and make your heart pump <laughs> warm blood. No, there was. I there were a few kids that were great that I enjoyed teaching, but overall, I found going into a room for six hours without a break with no mostly windows. Brass. And, yeah, <laughs> mostly brats. Mostly brats. Well, no, just mostly like not interested. Their parents right. read like an article in McLean's magazine that said. Get your kids in music lessons and they'll do better in school. And so right. the kids were like, huh, and like they hadn't but practiced. Or... The end of this movie is basically Jack Black triumphantly starting a type, a kind of a school you're describing, like a yeah. rock school. So you're saying that he's basically like, the first week will be fun and then <laughs> his life is pretty much over. Well, the thing in the movie that's interesting is that like the kids are all gifted, whereas in the real world, Kids are all just kids, and like one in every twenty students is gifted. So the rest yeah. just don't practice and don't want to be there. So this whole movie is bullshit, basically. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. <laughs> Whoa, my eyes are being opened. So, was your school actively influenced by the Jack Black School of Rock? Was it like, did you use those sort of teaching methods? Like, is it like Montessori? But did you just you scatter know, more kids all the time? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was it was like a. It started as a summer camp out of a music school, a private music school, and sort of grew into a big. I was just a teacher there. It wasn't my school, but okay. Uh, okay. yeah, I just taught at it. Yeah, okay. and you told me a story one time where this kid like loved you so much that he like bought the movie for you. Oh, this movie. He said, yeah. "You're my Jack Black." Oh, <laughs> and you do have a beard, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. In context of the movie, being compared to Jack Black is a little terrifying because he's a problematic character. Uh, but yeah, no, I did have one student who was um, one of those one in 20 students who was actually a great kid. And he was like at the end of the semester, which was actually the last time I was going to be teaching was before I moved to Toronto. He was like, hey, I bought I bought you a gift and he really wanted me to open it there with him. And I un- unwrapped it and it was School of Rock on DVD. And you were like... Fuck. <laughs> no, I know. this movie sucks, well, kid. I'd, I'd seen the movie before and I thought, oh, yeah, I, this is really great. And he's like, yeah. you know, you, you remind me of the Jack Black character. And then his dad took me aside after when they were leaving. He's like, my son bought that for you with his own money. And he just, he, you know, he really wanted to buy it. Like, he didn't want me that's to pay so, for that's it. Very that's sweet. really sweet. So it was really nice. That's wonderful. Really that's nice. like the emotional note that this movie probably needed. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, sadly, <laughs> that DVD is now worthless. Yes. Because <laughs> uh, most DVDs are. Yeah, you got to stream it now. Yeah. yeah, at least he didn't pull you aside. It was like one of the dads in this movie and was like, "Never talk to my kid again." <laughs> <laughs> that would have been the worst. Yeah, well, this, is nice. this is nice. I've never story. had any any dads like that. No, that's good. <laughs> but also, like, I guess the school was maybe inspired by the movie, hence changing the letter in school to avoid being sued. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I would have to imagine so. I think. I mean, we all taught private one-on-one lessons, and the piece that was definitely missing was, you know, going from doing the guitar solo or the bass thing. You know, a kid practicing bass in the room alone doesn't mm-hmm. sound like much. So getting them in the room together to play something and give it context was was great. And, it yeah, definitely motivating for the kids to get the ones that were. So they, like, clunky. actually had bands that yeah. like did that? Yeah. Like in the movie? Yeah, and That's it's fun. still going on and it's grown. Like, they do it year-round now. Not yeah. just in the summer times. They, did, they started with the summers and added March break camps and now they do it 
throughout the There's year. lots of privileged rock camps for privileged kids. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Which is not how we did when we were playing in bands when we were teenagers. It was like, you know, scrap together some crappy guitars in your mom's garage. and Yeah, yeah and then she tells you it's all a waste of money and you're not going to be anything. You're like, Mom, I'm going to be the biggest rock star in the world. Oh, my God. Can can we put Rob in that camp just so he can actually live out the fantasy? Definitely as, a, as an instructor. They <laughs> oh, an instructor. Oh, okay. I was thinking. Damn. All right. So, Rob, do you want to run down? The we didn't of... talk about our like times watching this movie. Did, yeah. Did you guys? It's been like a month for me away from this podcast. Do you, remember, do you forget I, how to do this? I don't even know who you people are anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but uh, when did you first see this movie, Rob? Well, I saw it in university, I think, when it first came out. And I was sort of looking forward to it because it had a lot of elements that I liked. Mm -hmm. I liked uh, Richard Linkletter films already. Dazed and Confused was a pretty seminal rock and roll film for me. (laughs) Uh, Did you know Tenacious D before this movie? Yeah, I was already a Tenacious D fan. Like, their first album was great. And, like, the stuff that they did on uh, Mr. Show and the Tenacious D show. Yeah, it was, like, you know, really, I thought, subversive, fun comedy. Mm -hmm. And so I was... I would say, a Jack Black fan going into this. And, you know, I mean, he's like a sort of like not very fit, kind of funny, not handsome dude who's trying to like make his way in the world. I sort of identified with that. (laughs) No. (laughs) Sadly. And he loves, you know, he loves the rock music as uh, I really did, I think, at that point as well. Mm. So I was really excited for this movie. And I remember not really being super impressed. No? Yeah, oh. I found it like kind of disappointing because I love all the elements in this movie. I even I like Mike White as well as a writer and director. I'd already seen his uh, sort of weird independent movie Chuck and Buck. Yeah, uh, but then also he went on to do Enlightened, which I really like, and he also wrote some Freaks and Geeks. So I was like so primed for this movie to be like awesome. And uh, I don't know. I found that it did not rock sufficiently mm, for yeah, me. Yeah, fair enough. So, what about you, JM? Uh, I watched this on a, a DVD that I found on the street. Someone had just tossed it aside. <laughs> You're a music school? Or? <laughs> it was. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Interesting. Post it note to my favorite teacher. <laughs> <laughs> now, Take this allowance money. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, I rented it and. I think I didn't see it in the theater because I like Jack Black too, but I was a little skeptical um, about a movie in which he was the lead. Right. And not just the lead, but like the only adult for most of the scenes, you know? Like <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's a lot of Jack Black. So I didn't know if he could be the star of a movie because he'd been right, kind of right. you know, a funny supporting guy up to that point. Yeah, so I it's wait- kind of like a Robin Williams-esque role a little bit. Like, he needs a big, big comedian. and Yeah, yeah. he has a lot of, like, space to fill mm-hmm. in this movie. <laughs> uh, but I rented it, and uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, and I, I'm watching it, uh, I've seen it since, but watching it this time, I kept remembering really specific trivia about specific scenes in in an odd kind of way. And then I realized like, oh yeah, I rented this DVD and then the next day I watched it again with the the commentary. (laughs) But I didn't didn't totally remember that. I just kind of, (laughs) it was like this weird, uh, you know, 
like that Scarlett Johansson movie where they make her smart and she's just like, I know Chinese now. You know, it was like that. Oh, was like, yeah. I know how they shot the scene, but I'm not quite sure how I know that. Uh, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a great movie. I, I've always liked this movie. I watched it a few years ago, too. So, um, oh, okay. yeah, I'm a fan. Uh, I'll, cool. We'll, we'll get into maybe why All Rob right. didn't like it because uh, – I mean, there are things I didn't like about it too. Okay, I will, well, I will, yeah. I will talk about those for sure. For sure, I'm I'm kind of on board with you, Rob, because I uh, lo- love Tenacious D. I remember like laughing my ass off to to their skits in that show, mm-hmm. um, and I thought, well, this is just going to be Tenacious D teaches kids, and right. I was really excited for that. Wasn't Kyle I, Gass it, one of the teachers in the school also? I, that's what I thought I when I watched it, but I it was not one. him. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Is it, it was just a guy him. that looks like him? It was another guy that looks like a man baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How mad would you be if you were... <laughs> I know! It's like, that guy took my role? Like, I'm better than that. Anyway. That was the other guy who auditioned for Tenacious D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got you back. I'm in School of Rock. Yeah, but I expected, I expected Kyle Gass to get in there. Like, I expected that yeah. kind of like a uh, troop of guys to kind of be uh, in this movie. Where was Lee? Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Where was Dave Grohl? Where was the Sasquatch? Um, <laughs> and I wanted it all there, but it wasn't. And so I was pretty disappointed, but everyone I saw it with uh, really loved it. And so I was yeah. kind of like, oh, I want to love it too. So when I watched it again a little while later, I did, I did like it a lot more, okay. I think, because uh, I, I was kind of appreciating it on its own merits but we'll talk about that when did you first see it alex well i, I saw it when it came out um i can't remember if i saw it in theaters or when it was released on dvd but uh i was in high school and we were all playing in bands right i'm more in jams camp on this one uh i i really enjoyed it i remember really liking it when it mm. i saw it the first time but i mean i was playing in bands and right. we were you know we were doing improv and so we all thought we were really funny um <laughs> and you know did like singing improv stuff and and loved like worship jack black uh, right. loved all his like his... well cuz he's like singing improv king exactly yeah. so yeah i remember really enjoying the movie when uh when i first saw it yeah okay sweet well let's get into the rundown of the movie okay finally god <laughs> school of rock so it's about this guy his name is Dewey Finn, played by Jack Black. He is a rock and roller. He's in this band called No Vacancy, which is a reference to not having any vacancy. Okay. <laughs> and uh, they're like uh, sort of like Judas Priest sort of light metal band. And they're like gearing up to play in the battle of the bands, as all bands do. Yes. Bands are forced to battle to the death. <laughs> because there are too many in the many Thunderdome yeah. in the Thunderdome <laughs> sure. I, I do want to stop you right there and just point out how great the opening credits for this movie are oh yeah 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 because they're like in the in the frame of the movie they're not like special yeah. effects done on top they're posters throughout the posters and like the, the first room. title is like Paramount Pictures Presents on the back of like a hoodie <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. yeah yeah I really liked that yeah some great filmmaking by Richard Linklater you guys you guys have all been in bands though right like I'm the only one here that ha- that doesn't know anything about oh, yeah. music. Your opinion is invalid. <laughs> yeah, I'll just leave. Hold on though, because you're a musician though, Blaine. Uh, no, I'm what? not. Blaine, I play guitar and on my on my own. Can I can I out you as being a drummer? I was well, I was a drummer oh, in like high school. Yeah. And I bashed away on the drums. I didn't know what I was. Doing. Yeah, you had a drum kit and you. Yeah, I yeah. did some did some. You just stuff. needed some schooling. Yeah, I needed <laughs> I needed school with a K. You just needed some burnout <laughs> to pretend to be a substitute teacher and teach you how to rock. <laughs> that was my dream. Uh, but like, did you guys attend Battle of the Bands with your bands? Like, did you do that? 
Alex, yeah, you did yeah. that? I was wow. in a few Battle of the Bands Did you win school. a Battle of the Bands? I did. We won a Battle of the what? Bands. What? Against some school kids? No, we won <laughs> against a band that was definitely a better band than us, but we were playing on our home turf, like our, our right, school's okay. Battle of the Bands, and they yeah. were the rivals. So we won, and then I later joined their band. because. Oh, they were oh betrayal. Yeah. It was... That's Shakespearean. Yeah. But <laughs> you were a better band. <laughs> did you win any of those with a cash prize or anything? No, just bragging rights, I think. Oh, man. I don't remember yeah. if there was... Our, my band's first show was a battle of the bands, and uh, and we won. We won like second place or something. So then we went to the next thing that was like at the docks. Oh the really? Docks. Oh. That's pretty sweet. And then we I played saw Megadeth that. there. Oh really? <laughs> at the docks. So we played at the same stage as Megadeth. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and we we won that. And then Whoa. and then we. Moved on to the next round. It was like a year later or something. And in Jeez. that time, we became a real band. It became way too cool to play these shitty Battle of the Bands. <laughs> <laughs> they were basically pyramid schemes for right. uh, for teenagers and bands. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we won iPods. And so we're like, Whoa! yeah. And so we You're never like, got this. Zoom. You had to go to like the next Battle of the Bands to get your iPod. Oh, so I was uh, like, and this was, you know, back in the day when iPods were like right. a real thing. So yeah. we were like, there's no way we're not going to get our iPods. So we went and played. Even after we were, uh, we felt like we were too good to be playing this battle band. We played it. It was at the Palladium, which is basically <laughs> a big arcade. And, <laughs> at the Palladium? The, yeah, and there were probably Where were. Where did you a, even play there? <laughs> like next to the... They had like a little stage, and it's like it, honestly, like these Next battle of, machine. Or something. <laughs> these battle of bands honestly are like a pyramid scheme yeah. for oh, kids yeah. because what they do is like they slot you based on how many tickets you sell, oh, yeah. so yeah. they can make money. So we uh, went on first because we sold zero tickets, <laughs> uh, and uh, we went. We got our iPods, and we got free passes to the Palladium. So we uh, we Sweet. played video games all day. Nice. That's a win. So, that's it a was a win in the end. <laughs> it's a real bummer that at the end of this movie, the kids don't get to play at the Palladium. <laughs> or get iPods. No, that's that true, been too. Good. I'm oh, just yeah. picturing kids playing, like, rock band at the arcade <laughs> next to the actual band playing. <laughs> well, I remember. I, I do remember uh, there, when we were uh, playing, or after we played, we were playing, like, mini golf or something, and we could still hear the, the bands playing on the stage, and there was... Probably, like, a 15-year-old kid playing, a little older than in the movie, and... Uh, the introduced song is like, this next song is about my favorite possession. It's called AK-47. <laughs> it's like, so you're Canadian. You don't know AK. You're a Canadian kid from the suburbs. Is, you don't have an AK-47. Your mom's waiting in her station wagon for you out in the parking lot. It shoots water. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that you soaked. But he uh, gets kicked out of this band because he is just too rambunctious. And he, like, stage dives while they're doing their show and they have to end the show. And uh, yeah. they replace him with a dude named Spider. Spider. <laughs> <laughs> Who replaced you in your band? <laughs> um, so my original band, I was, like, the Jack Black character of the band. I was, the like, the band leader. So my old band just dissolved. Um, but the band that I joined when I left that band, they replaced me with a guy who was, like, a, I think, like, like a spider type character, <laughs> he was like a yeah, really long hair, daddy long legs. Yeah, <laughs> oh, God, just call me daddy. Nope, no, we'll not do that. Did you have like a stage name? Uh, oh God, <laughs> yes, which I had forgotten until this very moment. Yes. This is, uh, I'm going to answer this embarrassing question. Uh, my stage name was Princey. 
princey. Yeah. So, Wait, like prince, yeah. but no esque. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, I was in a girl band. Um, okay. I was the guy. In was the it girl like band. a ladybug scenario? Uh, uh well <laughs> did an adult dress you up? <laughs> no, it was just the the drummer was was a, the drummer was a girl, the lead singer was a girl and I was the boy, like the token boy in the band. Right. Um mm-hmm. so they referred to me as Princey like you're the prince of the band. You're oh. Princey. Not in any way related to the musical the musical icon Prince, but yeah. That's mm. my stage. Damn. <laughs> but uh Jack Black <laughs> that got real. <laughs> yeah, it's a, that's a very embarrassing story. I'm sorry, man. I wish it was a cooler story. I thought it would be fun, but uh, you, you have a damaged look in your eye now. Blaine was like, come down to the podcast. Tell all your cool rock and roll stories. <laughs> it won't be embarrassing. It'll be just fine. He, you got mini golf and princey. <laughs> but Jack Black's yeah. life, it kind of sucks. He, yeah. you know, he just plays in this band, which they kick him out of. He lives with his buddy... Uh, Ned Sneedley, played by Mike White, and his overbearing, no-fun, joy-kill girlfriend, played by, of course, the biggest (laughs) joy-kill in the world. The notoriously humorless. (laughs) (laughs) Sarah Silverman. It was so hard to watch her in this movie. I'm like, you're so much better than this character. That was the the thing I really didn't like when I first saw it. Because I saw that she was in the cast, and I really liked her. And she's just... No nuance to the no. most buzzkill, nagging stereotype of a girlfriend. No, it's like it's like Richard Linklater took like a baseball bat to these characters. Like he was like, <laughs> "You are going to be bent out of shape in into one thing." Like it was just so horrible just to see her yell at Jack Black the entire time. I mean, you owe me a lot of money as it is. Yeah, try twenty two hundred dollars. Okay, you guys, the band is about to hit it big time. We're going to win Battle of the Bands, and when I'm rolling in the Benjamins, I will throw you and your dog a bone. Good night. Oh, give it up. Your band has never made two cents. Patty, come on. I'm on this. Oh, you're on this? You're on this? He's walking all over you. Mommy, could we please talk about this later? Uh, no, we can't talk about it later because Ned and I have to go to work. We have jobs. Yeah. Two of them as a couple were both pretty bad, like him as like a sniveling, spineless. It was real stereotypical as well. I didn't... Yeah. Well, there are a lot of stereotypes in this movie, and we'll talk about (laughs) some of the more problematic ones later. I do think, like, the other thing that's annoying about why she's such, like, you know, kind of uh, supposed to be an annoying nag in this movie is because everything she says is absolutely correct. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Everything she says is rooted in common sense and uh, the law. (laughs) Yeah. Her character actually has a great sense of humor. She's just tired of this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but they are pressuring Dewey to pay the rent. Apparently, he hasn't been paying the rent, and that's a problem. Am I right, guys? (laughs) Come on. Get off his back. He's trying to rock. And so he doesn't know what he's going to do. He's going to have to, like, sell some of his guitars, and it's a real goddamn tragedy. Yeah. Until he gets a phone call from Joan Cusack. And she says she thinks he's his friend Ned, who is a substitute teacher, and she says that this school needs a substitute teacher. Mm -hmm. He needs the money. He says, "Uh, 
great. What's a little fraud? What's a little fraud? And this is a weird moment rewatching it because when he decides, oh, I can make some money off of this, and he takes the phone, he does the whole phone hijinks thing, and then pretends like he first impersonates Ned. He puts on like Ned's voice. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, this is Ned Schneebly. And then when he meets her, he's just completely ridiculous, normal Jack yeah. Black voice. She should have been yeah. like, hey, you sound like that first guy yeah, I talked exactly. to. <laughs> <laughs> it's tricky. <laughs> yeah. So he, you know, gets himself put together kind of as much as a Jack Black S character can mm-hmm. and uh, goes to teach this class at this private school it's like a pretty prestigious private school yeah it's called like Horace Green or mm-hmm. something like that it's and based on a real private school called Horace Fields I think wow anyway, very prestigious, prestigious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and Joan Cusack's the principal there and so he goes to this uh, class and uh, you know he doesn't really want to he's not really much for the teaching at yeah. first he's like you know maybe you know he just wants the kids to go for recess but this was like the most realistic part of the movie I think like his character acted exactly how his character would act in this situation and I didn't remember that part of the movie and so it was kind of refreshing to see because I thought he really got into teaching the music right away yeah but he was just a horrible human being for most of it yeah so, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, some of the kids, they are so fucked up by this system and by the man (laughs) that they want to (laughs) learn, that they are concerned about their education. (laughs) Maybe their parents can't afford to buy their way into college like Lori Loughlin or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) They need some marks to get there. They're not quite that rich. (laughs) But, so Jack Black, he sort of, you know... Fine, he teaches them a little something. He teaches them a very important lesson about the man. Mm-hmm. And who is the man, Blaine? I mean, the teachers of the man, right? That's correct. Alex, do you know who the man is? Uh, he, he says the man is uh, the prince of the school principal is the man. Yeah. The and, man uh, is who keeps us down. I feel like I'm learning something. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. <laughs> And he also teaches them that the way to stick it to the man is through rock and roll. Yeah. So that's a very important lesson that I think we all can take to heart. And as, you know, the kids go do some actual learning, uh, they have a music class, he learns that the kids are actually good at things. They are not just like these lazy (laughs) public school. (laughs) In the 99th percentile good at music, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. He he sees them taking their music class and they're all playing quite quite beautifully. They're they're accomplished. There's a kid who's playing like a nice classical guitar Mm -hmm. and it sounds really quite lovely and he's like, I can use this. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, because he's been looking for a new band. He's been putting up flyers. Literally, he'll take anyone to be in a band yeah. after, after he gets thrown out of uh, of casual vacancy. No, that's the J.K. Rowling uh, book. What was <laughs> <his band? laughs> no, no vacancy. No vacancy. Yeah, no sorry. Vacancy. Yeah. He couldn't get Barry Jive and the Uptown Five back together either. <laughs> <laughs> but this part is also crazy because he's hard up for money. And there's one scene where he's trying to sell his guitar over the phone. They offer him too little money. Uh, but then when he realizes <laughs> the kids are good at music, he goes to his van and his van is just filled with gear. Like he's got drums. He's got yeah. keyboards. He's got thousands and thousands of dollars <laughs> worth of instruments. He's he does not play. Studio. He's like, yeah. yeah. In a really crappy old van. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that's not a safe way to store all your gear, man. That's, that's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did he get stolen? Yeah. He could have sold any of that. 
yeah, for any amount of money. For more money than he would get paid committing a federal crime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so now that he knows that the kids can play music, he decides to uh, put together his band. And mm-hmm. so he takes the kid who is already quite good at guitar <laughs> and teaches him like the three basic riffs of classic rock. Smoke on the water. Uh, I just don't know what I can remember. Iron Man? Yes. Yeah. Shit, yeah. I'm a bad uh yeah i mean all these kids don't learn from him there's no learning here in terms of like musicianship isn't there (laughs) no don't they learn a little about self-confidence no they learn a little bit about that but he doesn't teach them how to be better musicians wait they weren't already confident they were pretty playing pretty well in that other band (laughs) he teaches them to be like more showy yeah like like rock musicians musicians. instead of classical musicians teach them anything about music it doesn't really seem like no. no. He teaches them more simple music. <laughs> it's like power chord shit. Come on. <laughs> yeah, he's like, dumb it down, dumb it down. Come on. Yeah. And I, the thing that irks me a little bit about this movie is that he, like, forces his very specific taste on of music in music on these kids, which, I mean, I love all that music, but I feel bad for these kids who probably just want to play some, I don't know, Taylor Swift or whoever was Taylor Swift in 2003. Well, she says, I like Christina Aguilera. And he's like, no. <laughs> and then the other kid says, Puff Daddy. I'm like, what's wrong? Puff yeah. Daddy. Like, that's. No. Well, he could teach him that. Yeah. <laughs> riff. We both have the same thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a good, good way to lose the Battle of the Bands. Play that song from Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> When you were teaching in a music school, did you force your taste in music on the kids or did they like want to play something that they actually liked? Uh, I typically let the kids lead with whatever they wanted to learn because, I mean, if you want to guarantee them not practicing, try and force them to learn something that they don't like. So, yeah, yeah I'd usually be like, well, what do you want to learn? And they'd tell me and then I'd prepare it and bring it the next week and teach it to them. What was the song that like offended you the most to have to – teach these kids the wussiest or like least <laughs> rocking song Wonderwall probably yeah it's like, that's like your you know your greatest hits of beginner guitar songs you know your Wonderwall your yeah. uh, what's the Green Day one uh, Time of Your Life yeah. Yeah. that's a it just it wasn't even that it offended me to have to teach it just like after you teach it the hundredth thousandth time you're like this is just this is destroying my love of music <laughs> what was the first song that you learned to play on guitar hi can't remember. Uh man. I don't know. I honestly can't remember. You, it was a long time ago. I, I guess this was probably the first song. I remember in the like the book they gave us at school, this uh, strange man who didn't look like our regular <laughs> teacher. <laughs> when we first learned guitar, they gave us a book. And I remember the first song in the book, which I guess was probably the first song I learned, was uh, Leaving on a Jet Plane. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not the worst. No, it's like three chords or whatever. But this was also the mid-90s, so like I also learned Wonderwall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you were taught rock in school, like a school of rock? It was It was not that rockin'. It was a little more folky. Right. Yeah. Okay. Wait, where did you, what did you first play, Rob? The first song that I taught myself to play was Paranoia Black Sabbath, obviously. Really? <laughs> of course. That's awesome. Yeah. But also, when I was in, like, school, like, we didn't have any cool rock instruments at first, but we would, like, play songs that were vaguely rock, and I would always get, like, a little bit excited to play (laughs) Wooly Bully or something. (laughs) Maybe not Wooly Bully, but, uh, 
you know, like Billy Joel's It's Still Rock and Roll to Me. Yeah, rock and roll. <laughs> it's in the title. It needs to be rock and roll. <laughs> now, I will say this about Jack Black. At this point in the movie, we're not supposed to be like won over by his plan. Like he's still doing – the reason why he brings out these instruments and makes the kids play it is because he's selfish and wants to enter this battle of the band. Yeah, yeah. And he has like a big Grinch face on every time he's like doing something nefarious. He has that like touching his fingertips together thing going on. And the eyebrows. mustache. Yeah, he does. The, it's very like cartoony yeah. almost. Yeah. Well, also scheming. the like worst thing about this whole thing is that he lets like, you know, these kids be in the band. And then other kids are like, hey, can't we be in the band? He's like, oh, you guys are security. And then, I mean, he tells a couple of. <laughs> Like twelve-year-old girls, uh, that their job in the band is to be groupies. It was I couldn't. I was rewatching this, going. He didn't actually just say groupies. That's terrible. Yeah, and then they come back and they're like, "We looked up what groupies yeah. were." <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, but that's kind of where this movie is is weird. Like it has a toe in the movie that I want it to be, like the Bad Santa, right? And the, like that type. You of want movie. it to be bears. like Bad Santa and Bad News Bears. Like I want it to be like. You just want bad. What about Bad School of Rock? Do you like? <laughs> Uh, yeah. I mean, it really was a bad school. Of <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to be more uh, like adult funny instead of like the family movie that it was. But then it had these things that were not family oriented at all. I don't know. So, I, I mean, I don't think that joke is funny, but mm-hmm. I like that you could watch this movie with a kid and a kid just wouldn't know what groupie meant. Sure. Yeah. What's a groupie yeah. mom? I mean, again, I don't groupie. <laughs> I don't think that joke should necessarily be in the movie. Sure, but it's very his character. Like it suits his character a lot. I guess. Yeah. 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 But I, I think that, like <laughs> what you're missing is when you say like he's just foisting his music on these kids. Is like yeah, at that point in the movie, it's still a little like a shitty thing to do. He's yeah. making them listen to stuff. But it's when he gets them to start expressing themselves and writing their yeah. own songs that the kids start. Uh, getting something valuable in return and he starts learning from the kids. That's yeah. true. And he becomes a better person for it. Yeah. Because yeah. these kids, they don't have easy lives. There's no. a few things that are going wrong in these kids' lives. Like there is the one kid, Zach, who plays guitar. He is not allowed to rock by his father. His father has said, you may not play the rock and roll music. He is oppressed by his <laughs> old man. And that's the absolute worst of it. That's the worst of it. <laughs> All these kids are pretty privileged. Yeah. But Jack Black lets them rock. Yeah. And that's great. And then he learns to express himself with rock, as you said. And he writes that uh, that song about the school of rock. Hey, hey, ho, ha. What is that? What's what? What are you playing? Just something I wrote. You wrote a song? Well, let's hear it. Nah, it's not that good. Come on, I want to hear it, Kurt Cobain. Okay, but I'm not much of a singer. It's all right. Maybe we were making straight A's. But we were stuck in a dumb days. Yeah, but again, like, if it was... If it was something more dramatic, like if the yeah. kid was being abused at home, you'd be like, okay, we got to put the school of rock on the back burner <laughs> yeah. and, and do something about this. This is not just – writing a song is not going to solve this, this problem. No, no, school of going to the police, uh, <laughs> school of getting you help. Uh, and his character does not have that capacity to be like, let's put this on the back burner. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He would have said that to the kid like – Shepardy doo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I'm really trying to confess something. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it doesn't have to be that dark, but I think, like, you know, there are other... I found, like, some of the kids, like, they could have had, like, 
more developed backstories or like something that was like you know sort of brought into the and none know, of these thing. kids were like it's school none of them were being bullied or have anxiety or like did. Any- one of the kids mentions that he was bullied but he's uh, being bullied by his dad right was that the Zach kid? yeah no, there's just like what what they're saying like what are things that bothered you yeah and like and one bullied, of the kids says yeah. bullies yeah but that's not like in the, the, those kids don't have any real uh, like hurdles to overcome in this movie is kind of what I'm They're going to have to make up for three weeks of not learning <laughs> anything. <laughs> we can't read. <laughs> but we can read music. Yeah. Probably not. Only tab. <laughs> Only tab. <laughs> I, yeah. don't, I, I don't think they needed a hurdle necessarily. I just yeah, it just seemed like a very easy movie, and that's why it also seemed more like family oriented and kids oriented. Yeah, because there was no like there's no there was, there was no corners on it. There was complications. No, yeah, exactly. I mean, the biggest complications are that uh, I mean, Jack Black wants to sneak these students out of the school to attend the Battle of the Bands, and that is a field trip. Yeah, and you need to get like you know. Permission slips, and it's a whole rigmarole. You need to get the principal drunk is what you need to do Yeah, go on a field trip. That's right. And play Edge of Seventeen by Stevie Nicks. <laughs> yeah. Such a good song. Such a good song. Well, that's what he does. He takes this right. Her line about substitute teachers not being allowed to take students on, on field trips, like that's just – there's no world in which substitute teachers – that's true. It's just <laughs> – how it ends up even – he takes her out and does the drink and everything and convinces her. That still wouldn't happen in, in yeah. reality. That's not a thing that happens. Yeah. Also, doesn't the union call you for a teaching job? Anyway, it's very yeah. weird. It's it, a private school. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's different than – No rules. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rock school. <laughs> Fuck the man. At the end of the movie, the whole school changes its curriculum to solely rock. <laughs> <laughs> We've learned the era of our ways. <laughs> Thank you, Jack Black. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but he does take the principal out to try to get the kids out of the school on this field trip, and this is kind of where uh, Joan Kuzak finally is allowed to like have a scene and act a bit. And mm-hmm. she's so—I love Joan Kuzak. I love her in any movie she's in, and she's just a bit part in this movie. But I think she adds so much to it. Oh, she's great. I also I, she's amazing. I, she has the funniest line by far in this movie. The best line. It's not even a funny line, but the way she says it. It's later. We'll get to okay, it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but they. They have to take the uh, the kids to audition for the Battle of the Bands, and while they're getting ready, like one of the kids wanders off and is hanging out with some dirty old rockers in a van, <laughs> yeah. and that ain't no good. <laughs> so Jack yeah. Black has to go and find them, and they like, uh, and they don't get to audition mm-hmm. because uh, the the show is full until one of the kids, the one who's the band's manager pretends that all the kids are terminally ill. And so they agree. Is this movie dark enough for you yet? (laughs) It was a lie, J.M. It was a lie. Then you find out they actually are terminally ill. Oh, my God. Ironic. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, yeah, and then they kind of get allowed to come and and do a song at the Battle of the Bands. Yeah. Which is nice. Which is, yeah. Like you need to sell 500 tickets first, kids. (laughs) Well, that would be easy. 
because they have parents. Kids are like the easiest market because parents have to buy things. Yeah. Just, you know. Well, the kids haven't told their parents at all about any of this yet because Jack Blatt's kind of sworn them to secrecy and told them it was a school project. Right. right. And we have this kind of uh, the, the, the parent-teacher meetings coming up. And Jack Blatt has to do a presentation in front of all the, all the parents. So <laughs> uh, he's not prepared. And, um, and this is kind of when the, it all starts falling apart. Well, he gets a check from the school. They yes. finally pay him. And it is received by Mike White because it is in his name. Yeah, Schneebly. <laughs> I told them to make it out to cash. <laughs> yeah. And he, I mean, he initially doesn't want to do anything because we see the whole backstory. Like, they used to be in a band together, and then, you know, he gave it up, and now he's sort of, like, become a shell of, of his former self. But then Sarah Silverman, Lady Buzzkill, Buzz <laughs> <laughs> she finds out about these, you know, kids being taught rock and roll, and she has a problem with this <laughs> unlicensed teacher. <laughs> Committing identity theft. <laughs> <laughs> so she calls the pig. <laughs> the man. Which is 100% what any responsible adult should definitely do in a situation. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was cheering. I was like, thank you. If you're out there listening and you suspect that somebody who is living in your house is teaching children <laughs> under an assumed identity, call the cops. <laughs> that's, that's why we're talking about this movie. Yeah, it's it happens first too step. often. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but he goes to the parent-teacher conference anyway because he's still, like, dead set on taking these kids to the Battle of the Bands. Yeah, and, uh, he, but he confesses, to, he confesses to Joan Cusack right before. the. Yeah, and she doesn't really believe him. No. She thinks it's a joke. Yeah. Or like, she thinks, like, he doesn't believe in himself. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like this scene. This is a, yeah. this is a funny scene. Yeah. It's sweet. But, uh, yeah, and then the cops come, and uh, it seems like, you know, it seems like bus for, for his dream. Yeah. For all of their dreams. <laughs> this is the hardest cut in the entire movie because Jack Black is surrounded in a classroom by 40 parents. The door is being barricaded <laughs> by police. Yes. And then cut. Not barricaded. Well, like they're There's in, a couple of cops standing right yeah, they're there. Standing at the yeah, door. but they're not like piling chairs in front of the door. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, like they're standing in the door. They're between him and the door, let okay. me say. And then cut. Him running down the hall with his, his guitars. Guitar. And then another cut, and he's in his apartment. <laughs> I was like, the, that another should... cut to just two dead police officers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Like, that's kind of the only way he could have escaped. Yeah. Steven Seagal them, like, and then run. But then they don't, like, go to his house or whatever <laughs> to pick him up. Yeah. They know where he lives. Well, but till the next day, of their own accord, the children, they decide... That they're going to go to the Battle of the Bands. Yeah. So they they sneak out. They pick up Jack Black at home. How do they know where he lives? Yeah. I don't know. That's Shut up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering if any of my old students knew where I lived. It's terrifying. <laughs> once you teach someone once, they know everything about you. But also, if he's living with Mike White and Sarah Silverman, wouldn't, wouldn't she just be like, he's back, he's here? <laughs> Did they not return home that night? <laughs> Oh, it's so confusing. <laughs> nah, his door's closed. Probably not home. <laughs> his curtain on the living room that he's sleeping in. But they Jesus. go pick him up, and they bring him to the Battle of the Bands competition, and they proceed to fucking rock. But the most important thing is that Jack Black, he suggests that 
they play Zach's song. Even though they haven't rehearsed it as well as the other ones, it's the one to play. Of course, he's still going to sing it because, you know, it's Jack Black. you got to see him sing, right? You know? <laughs> yeah, I know. I felt that that was kind of like, I was like, oh, just mm-hmm. let the kids do their thing. And Jack Black can, like, learn from that and not be involved. But then, no. No. no one wants to see that. <laughs> it also just shows that he hasn't really changed over the course of the film as a character. Like he hasn't. Yeah. Well, no. Oh, okay, Zach asks him to sing the song. Yeah, okay, Zach true. was going to sing. Not much of a singer, he says. Yeah, and the and the I, the thing that I love is the uh, the change because in movies you have an image or you have the images. The first image is like their character, and the last image is the same thing, but they it's different because they've changed and they've grown. And in this, he he crowd surfs at the beginning and hits the ground, and now he crowd surfs and does it successfully, and now yeah. he's a changed human being. It was the weirdest like show of a change of character I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Anyway, quite the journey. <laughs> exactly, more people showed up. That's yeah, great. but even though these kids are. Cute as muffins, even though they Wait, rock. What muffins are you eating that are cute? <laughs> that icing is so adorable. There's, muffins don't have icing? What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, those are cupcakes. Have cupcakes. either of you seen a muffin? <laughs> I think muffins are cute. All right. But anyway, these kids, they rock everyone's socks off. They even they went over the parents who previously were angry because of the whole – Impersonating and fraud and <laughs> endangering their kids, and not their teaching kids. them anything. Oh yeah, th- that's the line that I I love when all the parents are mad at Joan Cusack and she leaves the room after they go to the battle of the bands and comes back. It's like, so I've just been informed, uh, your yeah. children are all missing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> it may be the funniest line delivery in any movie. It's so good. It's just the way she says it. <laughs> yeah, I loved her in this. Yeah. I I didn't actually remember her much from watching it when it first came out. I feel like I was like Jack Black focused, but she was great when she leaves and she stands in the corner when all the parents were berating her. I just yeah. thought it was so funny. And it just She's like on the verge of a breakdown. It's just like she plays it so perfectly. It was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and she's almost excited to go back in the room because it, it distracts her from the breakdown she's having. That's why she's like, your kids are missing. She's yeah. really excited about not right. facing her own problems. Yeah. And, and like her character is sort of given a little bit of death because they're like, oh, she used to be cool. But then, you yeah. know, she had to be responsible like an adult. Right. <laughs> yeah. But she's still on the inside. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah, pretty cool on the inside. But even though these kids rock everyone's socks off, when they announce the winners of the Battles of the Band, it is, in fact, No Vacancy, who sucks more than before somehow. And uh, it's, it's, it's devastating. It's devastating to all the kids. The winner of this year's Battle of the Bands competition is No Vacancy! Contest. They weren't even listening to the music. Boo! No! What? What's wrong? Except the crowd calls for an encore. They go out and uh, they rock some more. Because they had to play the Jack Black song. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because Jack Black wanted to sing some more. (laughs) (laughs) Three encores, please. Yeah. And that's the School of Rock, the entire schedule. Like a school schedule. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah, music. All right. Well, that's that's the movie. We're going to come back with some trivia. We're going to talk more about what we thought about this movie after the break. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, this is Rewatchability. We're talking about School of Rock. We have a special guest, Alex Bien, who's joining us. And uh, I have some trivia questions for you guys. Although now right. that now that I know that JM is listening to the commentary, you might know everything. It was almost two decades ago. <laughs> <laughs> you knew you knew how they were shooting the scenes. No, I didn't. I remember. I'll tell you what I remember. I remember the part where they make a joke about Meg White. Okay, Richard Linklater was like. Oh, that was one of the That's the questions. first question. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, he was like, oh, we feel bad. Like, we like Meg White. Right, I remember yeah. that. And I remember them saying that uh, the scene where they play Immigrant Song, that uh, it was really hard to get the right. Right, rights to the Led Zeppelin song. Yeah. Like, they had to screen the scene for them. Yeah. They had to jump through a bunch of hoops. Yeah, they made, like, a Jack Black video of him, like, begging them to do the... Uh, Did they? Yeah, and, and oh, wow. he played the song in front of a crowd of, like, 100 or 200 people that all chanted for the... Like, they did a whole wow. song and dance, literally, to get that song. <laughs> well, they were supposedly notorious for not allowing their music to be licensed yeah. for anything. But there was, like, four Zeppelin songs and Almost Famous. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But then after this, I think it pretty much opened the floodgates. After this, there was, like, Zeppelin songs and car commercials and yeah, fucking yeah. everything. They were and like, now, yeah. we can make money off our music. <laughs> But now you probably have to get the rights from them and the artists that they ripped off. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> their, their families' estates. Right. <laughs> How far back does this go? <laughs> uh, okay, so um, uh, question number one. Which two actors in this movie were actually neighbors in the same building? Whoa. Oh, wow. I know the answer to that. Okay, well, let's, let's see if anyone else can guess. Ah, Neighbor, Neighbors actors. in the same I would guess... I would guess uh, Mike White and Jack Black, but and you'd be in, uh, entirely correct. Oh, what? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> A little Jay Leno there. Um, you guys uh, hear this? This is well, they, Mike White and Jack Black. <laughs> yeah, but this. <laughs> yeah, you guys hear this? About this? Uh, they worked uh, together yeah. quite a bit before this movie, right? Uh, yeah, they worked. Uh, they worked. I think maybe after this movie, they worked together too. Because they had a production company together, right? At some point. Did you guys ever see the season of The Amazing Race that Mike White yes. was on? Yes. No. And what? his dad. Yeah, it was him and his dad. That what? was that was good. Yeah, he was on The Amazing Race with his dad. He didn't win, but I, I was cheering for him. <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, I just watched one episode because it was. I don't watch. That's so the, weird. That show, but, Mike's girlfriend yeah. was into it. All right. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, he was. Uh, they they were uh, neighbors in the same apartment building, and he came up with the idea for this movie while watching Jack Black. Uh, he came home one night, and Jack Black was uh, naked in the hallway, and just hugged him and, and went back into the room. Yeah, well, that like, could have wow. inspired a different movie. <laughs> yes. What I what I read is that he, Jack Buck. Black was all always running around naked while listening to classic rock in the yeah. hallway. Well, probably <laughs> probably the same 
Same. That probably happened as well. Um, so, so let me get it straight. So the naked hug in the hallway inspired the movie about the man who impersonates a teacher to teach school children? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I need to move this into a school. <laughs> oh, Mike White was like, I cannot allow this person near children. Or can I? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little... Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, all right. Question number two. Um, which famous cartoon character is the drummer in this movie named after? What? Yeah. That's a roundabout question. It What's is. the drummer's name? Do exactly. I just realized oh. that, like, the question answers itself, if you know the drummer's oh, okay. name. Isn't the Charlie co- Brown. <laughs> no. Oh, Fred Jones? Yeah. Freddie Jones from Scooby-Doo. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's, how did you know that's the drummer's name? He says it a lot. No, yeah. Freddy. It did, it did say his name, and I did recognize it, and then, yeah, I remembered it. Yeah, um, the the Kevin Clark is the is the drummer in this movie, and he is now part of like a pop punk band. Oh, and as a pop punk connoisseur, did you listen to? I did. I did listen to. Did their you EP. sample their wares? I, I listened to their EP all the way through, and I. I How I, many I, blinks out of one eighty two do you give it? <laughs> <laughs> that is the best. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. That should be the score for every, every book. Every book record. Like the yeah. Rolling Stones should use that to, to talk about the albums. Call me Jan Wenner. <laughs> That's fucking great. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's a healthy 160, I'd say. No, it's wow. pretty good. It's pretty good. I, I, I enjoyed it. He's a, he's a drummer now, and, and Jack Black uh, went to, just a little while ago, went to see a show of his with like their band, uh, T, on. And they nice. still hang out and stuff. So that's really nice. Well, the band did that big reunion show. Did you guys see that? Uh, yeah. I didn't see the yep. reunion show. But it was like last year, I think? No, it was a few years ago. Because okay. I remember I watched this movie again um, about four years ago. And I remember after I watched it, my wife hadn't seen that clip. So we watched that clip of, I, I guess it must have been the Maybe it was the 10-year anniversary of the movie or something. Yeah, yeah I think okay. it was. At South By, they did all the kids who are now older all, right. all played a show with Jack Black. And it's really sweet. Yeah, that's pretty And I cool. defy you to crap on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, I don't do that because you've been doing that already. Yeah, well, a little bit. All right. Is there, are there more questions? There's one more question. Okay. okay. What other film, uh, you might get this right away, uh, have Jack Black and Joan Cusack Oh, my God. Blaine, that's not even a question. Yeah. All right. They're basically playing the same characters. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. They're both in High Fidelity. True. You know, I've never this seen is... High Fidelity. Oh, oh really? Terrible. That's such a good movie. Yeah. I mean, that yeah, was the first movie sense. where they were like, Jack Black, just be Jack Black. Yeah. And then we'll he sort profit. of turned that into a career. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the logical extension of that character. Yeah. After he loses his record store job. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the original script uh, was a, they had a love story in it, that they fall in love over that uh Bar scene at the CV Nicks song. Yeah, and oh. they uh, they get together at the end of the movie. And I don't know how you guys feel, but I'm so thankful they didn't do that. Like, there's so few movies with no love story in it. Like Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels is one, but like it's hard to think of a movie with no love story in it. Yeah, and this is like it's not about love story. It's I, about these kids. I'm sure there are a lot of movies without love stories. In them. I counter I that, Blaine. I think that if- I just watched Apocalypse Now. There wasn't a lot of romance in that. Ah, uh, Marlon Brando and Martin Marty. <laughs> I mean, there were the sparks. Horror, in it. The yeah. horror of love. That's what they're talking about. Uh, no, but uh, wait, what was I going to say? What were we talking about? 
Oh, know, the love story. Here's the thing. I mean, I think that Jack Black is a Hollywood actor who is not a conventional leading man type. You know, let fucking let fucking Brad Pitt not have a romantic love interest. Like, the only time Jack Black has, like, basically ever gotten a romantic love interest is in The Holiday, and then they're like, that's absurd. That's absurd <laughs> that he would be in a relationship. Or Kate Winslet would have anything to do with him. Or Cameron Diaz, I can't remember which. I think it was Kate Winslet. It's I think absurd. Cameron Diaz was with Jude Law. It's absurd. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's a good... He yeah, must have had a, a romance point. in another movie. Shallow How? That's the only one I can think oh. of. That's not... Well, we should do that on the podcast. Sometimes we yes. definitely should. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Um, Woo! Yeah. Oscar-winning I'm director. Sure What's his face? Peter oh, fuck. Fairly. I will say, it's, it seems like a, a horrible, problematic uh, movie that won't invade well. It's still probably better than uh, Green Book. <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh, that, that movie, what's that guy's, Vigo's name in that movie? Oh, uh, Frank, Tony Lipinski? should have been called Racist Frank. In <laughs> <laughs> the follow-up to Shallow Hal. I'm Racist Frank. <laughs> uh, can I get a different driver? <laughs> it's, about a, it's about Vigo Mortensen plays a guy who gets tricked by a genie or something into seeing all black people are now white people, but they still just make jokes about <laughs> black people. For, that would be the spiritual sequel to Shallow Hal is what I'm saying. <laughs> Have you not seen Shallow Hal? I've never seen Shallow Hal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. either. But it, something. it looked... Bad, which is yeah. why I didn't see it. It looked offensive in so many ways. It's horrible. Like, it's this. pretty offensive. <laughs> I mean, Shallow's right there in the title. It's yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's a movie entirely dedicated to like teaching a guy not to judge people by their bodies uh, through ninety minutes of just fat shaming, <laughs> and bad jokes. A great idea. Yeah, it's it's really? awful. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's your trivia. <laughs> well, those were my. Why did you bring three... up Shallow Howl? <laughs> Are you guys aware of the TV show School of Rock? Uh, I want to I ask guess. about that. I, I went on a studio tour uh, and I saw this. I saw them filming it. Really? But I never. I never saw the show. Wait, what studio? I think it was Warner Brothers that I went on. Oh, okay. Yeah, when I was in LA. Yeah. Did you see cool. kids actually rocking? A Paramount. It was on the Paramount studio tour. Okay. And. Right, yeah. uh, no, it was like it was like a dialogue scene. I was like, oh, that sucks. Because like the one really impressive thing about this movie is that the kids are actually musicians. They actually play all their own instruments. Uh, they play more of their own music than Jack Black does in this movie because apparently his guitar solos are over. Yeah. Oh, you can yeah, tell yeah. like as soon as he starts yeah, yeah. playing a guitar solo, he just like starts wildly yeah. flailing so you can't see the fretboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I slowed it down. I saw where his fingers were going. <laughs> I think that's really the charm of this movie is that the kids are really playing music. And the, yeah. ki- the kids also don't feel like actor kids yeah. for the most part. Yeah. Uh, they seem very genuine. I, lo- I love that about this movie. And I, that's why, you know, when I looked, I was going to watch this movie a few nights ago and I looked on Netflix to see if it was on and it just the TV show came up. Yeah. Right. That's yeah, how yeah. I found out about the TV show. Yeah. <laughs> and I did not watch it. I want. I was gonna watch it to see what it was like, and then I didn't because I enjoyed the movie so much. Did, did you watch it? I, so I was just purely for research. I was like, I'm gonna see if this is anything as as good as the movie. Oh, God, it is not. Our guest did more research than us. This is great. Well, I don't know about that, but the the guy that's playing Jack Black's character is not playing the character. He's just doing a Jack Black impression oh, essentially, no. oh, and man. it's not a good one. Like even the voice intonation is like. 
is like Jack Black's the way he does uh, subpar just... scatting, just subpar <laughs> scatting. But also, boop a doop boop boo. Like the, it's a TV show, so it probably goes on for like years, yeah, right? So is he like seasons. robbing his children of actual like years of education? I couldn't watch more than the first ten minutes of the first episode. It was painful, but it's the same so premise, know. right? But yeah, it's yeah. the same premise, and even the first episode is hitting all the same beats as like the first like half hour of the movie. So it was yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I could see the the will he get found out thing going on for a few seasons. Seasons, you know, like drag that out. But <laughs> yeah, no, that seems exhausting. And then he has to like go to like greater and greater depths to conceal his secret. So he has to kill a <laughs> right. kid. Yeah, yeah she becomes like Breaking Bad, bad or something. <laughs> Did you guys also hear about the musical? Of yeah, School of Rock. Yeah, made produced composed by Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber. That's yeah. the weirdest thing. It was supposed <laughs> to be really good, wasn't it? I don't know. I mean, I don't believe that. I don't think. I mean, Andrew Lloyd Webber is known for his taste, but, you know, I don't. I feel like he could do anything and people would be like, Andrew Lloyd Webber did it. It's great. In the uh, in the stage version, he gets out of that parent-teacher meeting by dropping a chandelier on the cops. <laughs> That's probably what he did in the movie. It happened off camera. Like, yeah. We don't really see it happen. Yeah. But they couldn't afford the chandelier. He was barricaded. <laughs> but it is interesting in this movie, like the one girl who isn't able to sing because she's not very good auditions by singing Memories by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she, she like, had a TV show or something when she was older, didn't she? I, I believe Carly. That that's iCarly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Jack Black was in an episode of it. See, Jack, it's, this makes me like Jack Black because he stayed friends with all these kids. Yeah. Yeah, he's a cool guy. I mean, I think that's, like, yeah, the best part of the movie is seeing those moments where Jack Black gets to, like, raise the kids up. And there are, like, a few of those moments, basically one for every kid, yeah. where he's, like, mostly they're, like, hey – why don't I get to be in the band? Then he's like, oh, no, you're totally a thing in the band. You're, you know, you're the singer. Like he has the one girl who he compares to Aretha Franklin. Right, yeah. The only kid that he doesn't really do that with who's one of the main kids is like the costume designer kid. Yeah. And let's talk about that for a second because oh, he calls him sparkle pants. No, he calls him fancy pants, which fancy I pants. had to immediately Google. Is fancy pants uh, a gay slur? Yeah, like, like it seemed like it. it's. I thought um, it was a slur, but I, I mean, yeah. the internet couldn't That's tell me good. either way. Uh, yeah, but it seems, like, I don't know, a little weird. And I think the movie was trying to be inclusive. Definitely. But, I mean, if it was made today, I think they would have handled, handled it a little differently well i think mike white was trying to handle it in a certain way he's uh he's said that he's bisexual he has a gay son he no like, his dad's gay his dad's gay didn't um, you watch the amazing race <laughs> <laughs> um but uh so i think uh, some of the things that i heard about this movie swirling around this movie that he uh wanted to disown school of rock because it treated the one gay character it really like amped up those qualities, uh, you know, these certain, you know, uh, qualities of, of the gay character that he didn't think should have been uh, put through a megaphone. Mike White said that? Yeah, uh, he's said to have said that. But oh, I couldn't find anywhere right? where he did say that. Oh, okay. And he wrote School of Rock 2. He made a production company with Jack Black. There's a know. School of Rock 2? What? There is a School of Rock 2. It is never going to be made uh, but uh, because they would only do it if Richard Linklater came back and he said he's not going to come He's back. like, we're going to do it, but it's going to take place over 30 years. <laughs> we're going to start shooting it now and finish up around 2060. Well, he, I mean, they did have the reunion. It was a little boy. That's true. Yeah. Like, I also read um, 
on the subject that the kid who pl- – I can't remember the actor's name, but the kid who plays the costume designer was, like, bullied relentlessly at school after the movie came out. Oh, man. It was, yeah, so, so bad that he – yeah, and he's spoken up about it now. But, it yeah, it, it was so sad to read that because yeah. I thought he was a great movie. But the Jack Black character does kind of, like – Whenever he makes like a suggestion, he's kind of like, "No, not those costumes." Like the way he reacts to the uh, costumes the kids' yeah. designs was like. Well, I know. I, I, well, I did like the moment where he's like, where he brings out all the school uniform costumes, and Jack Black's like, "I'm not putting on a costume." He's like, "No, I made one for everybody." Yeah, yeah. I, I do like that moment. Yeah, yeah, but it's like disappointing that like yeah, he's not allowed to rock. Yeah, he has to be the costume designer because. Yeah. Well, I'm sure if he played an instrument, he would be allowed. There's a lot of kids that a lot of kids are roadies or like lighting people. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. For yeah. sure. I think. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that he said, I saw him talk about it uh, on YouTube, and and he was saying that like uh, being in a major Hollywood movie as the gay kid when he was that young, going into high school, was pretty rough because he was just gay kid the entire time. And well, I, I think you said I wouldn't even say gay kid because they're like little kids. Like, the, but that's what they call yeah. them. Like that's. But they didn't say. I mean, he was very effeminate. But I think to like label the movie, I think you're being a little harsh on the movie, even though I think it is no, not great. Well, no, and and I'm not trying to be harsh on the movie. I'm I'm saying like that's kind of what people took from the movie, and like the temper, like the the uh, you know atmosphere is, at that point in culture. Uh, so like that, even now I like uh, I I could type in "gay kid from School of Rock" and he'd come up, right? Like you could type in a lot of things and come <laughs> up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I it's just like that's what he was known as, and so he said that he doesn't blame the movie for any of it, but he does say that like it was, uh, you know, in terms of someone figuring out the sexuality, he dove into the deep end, and that was pretty hard as like a thirteen-year-old yeah. kid. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, so that's all. I don't think he blames the movie for it, but uh, but yeah, it, uh, he had a difficult life, and uh, oh, yeah, and now he's like he like helps. It was just video, you know, for Pride, and he was like, yeah, now I try to help other people be comfortable in their skin, and they're like, through oh, rock. Great. Well, what do you do? And he was like, oh, I'm a life coach, and I was like, oh. <laughs> Not that I'm looking down a life coach. Anyway, uh, yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> Jack Black is basically a life coach with a guitar in this movie. Yeah. 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 No, that is... I mean, it's... Rock and Tony yeah. Robbins. <laughs> you hear that about the kid from uh, Star Wars, too. Yeah. yeah he was just Jake Lloyd. Jake Lloyd. And also the guy who did uh, Jar Jar Binks' voice. Well, he was an adult. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true, but he was, like, relentlessly bullied anyways. I mean... That I know, yeah. yeah. A lot of lies. <laughs> on the internet, yeah. On the internet. Yeah, you don't, have to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. have to be a kid to be bullied. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. Uh, so don't make movies, guys. Yeah. No. If you have, like, a creative vision or a way to express <laughs> yourself, just squash it down and keep it buried deep inside that's so people don't make wants. fun of you. Yeah, be like the kids at the beginning of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So let's talk about uh, what we think of the movie now. Did it, did it hold up? Is it rewatchable? Rob? Ah, there are parts of it that I didn't love. I, you know, I wish that the movie was like a little bit, uh, I don't know. I wish it was a little bit more sensitive to the kids. Like, like, I don't think it treats like the girls in the class very well at certain points. Like, and yeah, the, the gay kid is, uh, you know, portrayed pretty uh, flamboyantly. And, like, I, I get it's supposed to be funny, but it just doesn't sort of work. The The movie itself, I find that I wish it was, <laughs> you know, 
I wish it had like a few more like edges and complications yeah. to it. Like it's I'm pretty like there. light and fluffy, and I think like it could use just a little bit more. I'm not saying like Jack Black has to go like half Nelson or something. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But or God forbid, full Nelson. <laughs> I think that it's sort of trying to play two things. It's both trying to be a movie for adults who, like, love rock music and it makes lots of classic rock references and, you know, it feels really good when these kids are playing those songs. But then it's also trying to be, like, a kid's movie and, you know, to work for them. And I don't know if it really does either. And I feel like it's not a very personal project for Richard Linkletter, even though, like, obviously he's used rock music before in Days and Confused, and he's obviously great at licensing songs. Mm -hmm. But I sort of, I feel like he puts a lot more, like, effort into some of his other films. Have you seen The Newton Boys? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) It didn't feel like a Linkletter movie to me, though. Like, yeah. Compared to his more iconic stuff. Like there should have been yeah. more walking around Paris for me. That's my <laughs> I don't know. Part of, part of what I like about Richard Linklater is he does so many different yeah. things. Yeah, and I get this is also him trying to stretch himself. Like, I think this was his, you know, this was him making a big Hollywood, Hollywood movie yeah. that yeah. was accessible for people. And I think that's totally fine. Um, yeah, but I, I don't think I'll watch this one again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it has good stuff in it, but, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel I feel exactly like you do. I th- but I think that there's value to it for adults as, like, rock dads. You know, right. like, it's because it, you do have to, like, kind of grow up. Yeah, the rock dads in the room right here. Um, but, like, you do, you do kind of have to grow up, from my understanding of it, and you do lose a little bit of the music somewhere along the line. And this is, like, growing up in the best possible way and a, and a almost – getting to watch someone's path doing that and so maybe yeah maybe it's a useful that i don't know for sure but uh yeah and in that way like having the hard edges so i'm gonna mention blue 182 again they just did this <laughs> they just did this video for dark side there's all these kids doing uh fortnite dances and fucking fans hate it they're like blink 182 used to be cool man and i was like i don't know they're Nearing fifty, like yeah. they're not anarchists, and they never were. And also, they were never cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, wholesale, not true. But go on. <laughs> uh, I've heard that before, Jam. I've heard we're gonna just draw a line down this side of the table. Yeah. <laughs> Real punks. <laughs> you know what? Pause the podcast. Rob, go downstairs to my van. I've got guitars, keyboards, <laughs> and drums. Yeah, I'm gonna teach these guys. I thought yeah. about bringing a guitar. We could do like our, our, you know, our. Most rockin' riffs because we all play guitar, you know. Should have brought but, a guitar. Uh, no, nah, you know, I didn't think you guys would rock hard enough. Wow, <laughs> hurtful. I didn't want to embarrass you in front of all of our really rocking listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so yeah, so I think it it does have value as like a family movie in in a lot of ways, and so I, I do think it's it's rewatchable. What about you, Jay? Wait, hold on. What were you saying about the dark side video? Oh, the dark side video. Like everyone hates it because it's like kids in a, a, just being kids in like a Blink One Eight Two video, and it's like not ironic, and it's not trying to like do anything. It's just kids they're wearing dancing. clothes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's no buxom nurses. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and so everyone's like really mad at that, and uh, and I was like, I don't know, they're old. And, like, yeah. seeing the behind-the-scenes video, I still like Blue Winnie 2 a lot. Seeing I think behi- it's great that artists are allowed to mature. Yeah. And, and like, you know, 
And what could be more mature than a bunch of kids playing? Yeah, what are they doing? Playing a video game? Or? No, they're like dancing. Dancing. And, and, oh, right. And uh, that last thing, right? And the yeah. Blink One Eight Two guys were like, it's so nice to see like they're like such nice kids, and no one bullied each other. They're also supportive of each other, and they were just so nice and yeah, uh, and talented. And they're like, we love the next generation. I was like, that's the reason why you do a video anyway. Yeah. Or they also, wanted a video where they could stay at home and still <laughs> collect a check. <laughs> They were in it. Oh, all right, sorry. All right I'm sorry. God, you're always looking on the dark side, which is the name of the video. Um, anyway, what, what did you think, J.M.? I love this movie. <laughs> Good. I think, no, I think there's some problems with it, like yeah. you're saying. Like, I, yeah, I think it it seems very, in a lot of ways, immature by today's standards. Like the fact that it's about yeah. it's about a bunch of guys that just want to rock and like the women <laughs> that won't let them have fun. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, that's there's there's basically yeah. four adult characters. Two are dudes that are cool and in bands, or one wasn't a band, and two are women who are like authority figures that want to follow the rules. <laughs> it seems very antiquated, and yep. and like you said, even yeah, the fact that it was a bunch of dudes writing script to one of them like, one of the kids is really flamboyant. Yeah. Oh, is, is it, you know, about, you know, allowing them the space to discover what they enjoy doing? No, no, it's just, you know, just a couple of jokes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I get why that is is weird now. And I feel sorry yeah. for that kid if, if this movie led to bullying. I, I really do. But I do think, and in a lot of ways like that, depiction kind of undercuts the message of the movie because the message of the movie is very much about allowing kids the space to express themselves. Yeah. And uh, and when the movie succeeds at that message, I love it. I think it's great. I think the final scene where they all play that song is fucking awesome. Yeah. You know what? I love like Richard Linklater. I don't think I like anything in his movies as much as I like that scene. Uh, maybe Celeste and Jesse should have gone to a battle of the bands in one of those movies. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, no, I love that scene. I, I love, uh, yeah, just like the kids are natural and they have chemistry with Jack Black, yeah. even though they're not actors. And that's not an easy, like this movie could have failed super hard and mm-hmm. I don't think it does. And in terms of you saying it's not like edgy enough, one, I like that you could watch it with a kid. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think that's a plus, not a negative. And, and uh, secondly, like, I think maybe, maybe Alex and I see it differently as parents because I still see it as like really towing a line between <laughs> yep. being edgy and not. Like, there's a joke where he says, like, your kids touched me and I touched your kids. Right. Yeah. I was like, well, that's, that's a pretty dark joke. Which I movie. remembered when I saw it originally, thinking that was so funny when I was. 15 or 16 whenever I saw this movie and then when I rewatched it this week I was like that is a really bad joke I feel yeah. like you could though you could lean into that and make it yeah. funny but this movie sort of doesn't want to go that far yeah and but it pulls just, that punch yeah it's an awkward climax honestly in this movie it's like weird. it's almost it's, it's almost watching this movie almost feels like cringe humor to me like at certain points, yes. like watching Jack Black trying to you know be cool in front of right. these kids. Like if and, Ricky Gervais was in that same role, it would work even better. Yeah, yeah. and like, think, <laughs> well, I'm gonna stop you right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But thinking about it, like also Mike White's as a cringe movie, Enlightened <laughs> is very like cringy. It's like hard to watch at times. Like, right. yeah, I I do like that aspect of it, but it doesn't quite nail it. All right, I don't know. I disagree. And the other thing I was gonna say is I watched this movie. Because we're recording a little earlier than it comes out, obviously. I watched this movie uh, at the night after the day where we dropped our son off for his first day of school. Oh, that's awesome. Wait, regular school? 
regular or, regular school. Oh my god! But it was Damn. like I mean, it's <laughs> not fifteen thousand dollars a year private school. I meant rock yeah. school. <laughs> no, obviously, like this podcast is making boatloads of money, so it was a private school, of course. Uh, no, but uh, we dropped him off at school, which was you know. A big thing and hard and also hard for a lot of the parents I saw there and hard for a lot of the kids. My kid was fine, thankfully. But like to go home after that and watch a movie about a, a guy who lies his way into <laughs> yeah, a school and impersonates a teacher, abducts children at one point. You're like, I'm going to go I'm there calling at lunch. the school yeah. just in like, case. Yeah. I, my point is it's edgy enough. <laughs> yes. Agreed. That's funny. Fair. All right. What about you, Alex? Uh, yeah. I thought it was rewatchable. I – mostly feel like when I originally watched it, it was just a movie and now I'm coming to it and I'm seeing oh this is a family movie and um, I think the scenes once it gets going with the kids where he's like teaching them to play I thought they were sort of yeah it was a lot of fun it was uh, heartwarming at spots but not without overdoing it yeah it was I thought it was like I see it's rewatchable because I will probably watch this with my kid one day but yeah. um, but I mean I'm not gonna I don't need to watch it again it was but yeah <laughs> Yeah, your kids don't need to go to rock schools because they're going to have, like, rock homeschooling from both yeah, you guys. Yeah, going to keep them home Yeah, from my kid's trying teach. to take my guitar and he's a year and a half, so right now he's getting a lot of negative reinforcement around the guitar. <laughs> but I'm not letting him break my guitar, so, yeah. And I don't know, it was fun to reflect on my time teaching kids music and, uh, you know, they're – Kids don't really come to you with stuff like uh, they do in the movie with Jack Black, but there were some times where kids would come to you, like after a failed audition or something, where they come to you like, and you yeah. have to build them back up, and they're coming to you like crying and stuff. And it's yeah. you know, around that age, it's it's a tough thing for them, and so you know, it, it definitely hits that realistically a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but, it can like it can like be there for the kids too. Like this movie can kind of be there like that for the kids. Yeah, I think I think it, this it, it would probably encourage kids to to play music and to to start bands and stuff, which I think is a great thing for kids to do. So, sweet from awesome. that perspective, it's it's good. Alex, thanks so much for coming on, man. Thanks so much for having this me. Movie. And uh, and thank you for listening at home. If you want to check out more of our podcast, you can at rewatchability dot com. You can hit us on Facebook at rewatchability slash rewatchability, uh, Twitter at rewatchability, and uh, get a t shirt. You can speak to us on Speakpipe. Uh, you can do a whole lot of things and uh, and yeah and we'll see you next week keep on rocking in the free world alright nice. stick it to the man <laughs> that great Blink 182 lyric <laughs> <laughs>